Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Cone and Kruger Show, if that's what it's called. I'm Grant Cone. That's Larry Kruger. We're about 15 minutes late. We just wanted to create suspense because we're huge stars. We're extremely famous, and we knew you would stick around. Larry, good to see you. Good to see you, man. The Niners are on a four-game winning streak, but we're undefeated. And we need to talk about this upcoming game, what Raheem Mostert said. It was very controversial. But first, let's talk about the news. Kyle Shanahan had a conference call today and updated on some injuries, starting with Elijah Mitchell. Out six to eight weeks again, going on IR again. MCL sprain again, it's the other knee. Uh, six weeks would be the would be the wild card round of the playoffs, and eight weeks would be the NFC Championship game. What's your reaction to this news, and how does it impact the Niners' offense moving forward? Oh, I mean, it's a huge impact. This is the this guy's a, a terrific running back. Great pick and slide. Great feel. You know, finishes his runs. They don't have anybody like him. So, I mean, it, it just also kind of shows that you can never have enough backs. Um, you know, this tra- team traded Trey Sermon, traded Jeff Wilson. I'm not questioning those moves now. I'm just saying it just it's you can never have enough running backs. So every way imaginable, you can stash didn't want him. Raheem Mostert. We're going to talk about him. Didn't want Raheem Mostert. Um, didn't haven't wanted to play Jordan Mason. I mean, I guess right. the good news is Jordan Mason, who's just an absolute horse, um, <laughs> is is going to get some run and let's bring it on because he's you know standing next to the guy yesterday in the post game. He's about I'd say he's about six two, six three, mm-hmm. two forty. You know, in that range, and he's just he's just a horse. So hand him the ball. He runs hard. We'll see what he's got. Hopefully he doesn't fumble. Yeah, the the silver lining here is that the 49ers have another running back that the rest of the league hasn't heard of. The rest of the league could have had this guy. He was just hanging out on the Niners practice squad for a minute. But no. Uh they didn't get him. And now the Niners have him. And you saw him in the game down down the stretch. Didn't he look yeah. like everything we build him as? Yeah, he runs hard. He runs upright, though, Grant. And he's going to take some monster hits. But I, you know, besides that, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Latavius Murray, mm. um, just a just a big upright running guy who who's not fearful. But can he hold on to the ball? That's the big question. So we don't know. And can he, you know, can he do all the right things? And we saw him in Purdy. You know, they couldn't handle a basic handoff in Arizona uh, in the late in the fourth quarter. You know. So how much of that goes on? That you know, think mistakes by the running back get your quarterback killed. So um, that actually kind of matters. But um, you know, I'm I'm eager to see what he's got. And I'll tell you, the other guy, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman is one of the toughest guys on this entire football team. So the fact that you got a guy like that who's got experience on practice squad, you know, that's great. You know, it's a great opportunity. And then, you know, Melvin Gordon's out there, and Anthony Lynn has experience with Melvin Gordon, and I know Gordon puts it on the carpet. He does fumble, and he's and that's an issue. But in a lot of ways, he's, he's the you know, an incredibly dynamic option that's available going into week 13. I, I think they would almost be foolish not to bring him in. Yeah, you know, you didn't – we haven't really talked about Ty Davis Price, the third-round pick – he hasn't done much yet this season. They could have taken Damian Pierce, who's in Houston, playing pretty well. Um, good thing they got Jordan Mason. And maybe Ty Davis Price is just a late a late bloomer. Although, he's just a rookie, so it's hard to say he's, it's a late bloom. I mean, I like Ty Davis Price, even what I saw from him, you know, in a 49er uniform. It's just, you know, well, I, I, I hadn't factored him in that much. But 
what is his situation? Was he hurt or is he just ineffective? Is he just on what's his situation right now? Is he practice squad? No, he's been uh, inactive. So he's on the 53, but inactive. So he's there, but he's going to be playing now. So I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't offer I mean, much I like special his team. talent. Don't you, do you yeah. like his talent? He's 220, 225. He's fast. He I like his tall. athletic profile, but I haven't liked what I've seen from him on a football field yet. But he's a rookie. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Um, I mean, the size and the speed is le- is legit. Danny Young says Jordan Mason to the rescue. Yeah, you said it. Uh, let's get through a couple more news items, and then we'll get to the Raheem Mostert stuff. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is day to day with what the 49ers are calling knee irritation. Um, doesn't sound serious, but you know how teams kind of talk in code or just don't tell you the information in general. What's your level of concern hearing this? Well, a high from the stand. I mean, he walked right by me in the locker room last night at the end of the night, and he didn't have a brace, and he wasn't walking with a limp. Um, but he was walking a little gingerly. You know, like he looked like he looked like he might have been in pain a little bit. Mm. But but there was no, you know, he had no. You know, sometimes guys are walking around with big, heavy casts and that right. kind of thing, isolating the leg. It wasn't like that. He wasn't ha- didn't it wasn't like a pronounced limp. He walked out. He was looking at his phone. He so from that standpoint, it didn't look like it was anything terrible. But I I, I would like to use him less between the tackles and more in space. I just think that he's a he's too valuable to use between the tackles. Yeah, could you use him between the tackles? Yeah, but you have Jordan Mason. So why aren't you using Jordan Mason between the tackles and preserving your, you know, your, your McCaffrey's and Mitchell's now Mitchell's very ideally suited to kind of take it up in there. He's got great instincts. I think that's almost what he does best. So that's how you're going to utilize him and just a bad break. But for McCaffrey, who's just so valuable as a safety valve, I'd keep him in open spaces and only give teams a few hits at his legs between the tackles Mm -hmm. per game, like Mm -hmm. maybe two or three between the tackles plays. Sneak him in there. That's it. Just sprinkle it in a little bit just to keep other teams honest play calling wise. But that's it. (laughs) And I think they overuse him between the tackles. I've been so surprised with the way they've used him. And so far to me, it's felt like almost trying to, justify the trade he's a full-fledged running back we can use him in any situation let's get him touchdowns and eh, well now you, you got his knee hurt now not seriously hurt thank goodness but this should be a warning to the 49ers stop get the him the ball in space he's more effective when you throw it to him in the flat than when you hand it to him in the backfield that's just the way it is he's a very good player but there's no need for them to keep using him the way they've been using him and I think this is a a warning it could have been worse and if they keep doing it, it will be worse. This is a sign from the football gods that they're doing it wrong. They're hey, offending Kyle. the football gods. Hey, Kyle, don't take your Bentley off-roading, all right? I mean, yep. don't, you know, yep. it's a sweet, you know, it's a sweet Ferrari. You know, mm-hmm. keep it off the off-road. Okay, more news. The Niners have signed veteran cornerback Janoris Jenkins to the practice squad. I always like Janoris Jenkins. The Niners... Could have had him, but drafted A.J. Jenkins instead. When they drafted A.J. Jenkins, I thought the person on TV may have gotten the name wrong because I'd never really heard of A.J. Jenkins. Heard of Janoris. He was always good, good in college, good in the pros, little old. But he started like 13 games last year for, I want to say, Tennessee. What do you think of this move? Little surprising 
because I think he's got a little bit of some, you know, some issues off the field. The Niners are usually really, really concerned about he didn't college issues. Yeah, he didn't college. I, mean, right? I love yeah. the player. I yeah. love this player. I mean, he's cocky. He's confident. He could play like tomorrow. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's like that. He's the kind of guy that he's always going to play with tremendous confidence. He's he's a, he's got great man to man ability. I mean, um, he's a little undersized, but tough as hell. And you know, just one Can of those. Can you play the slot? Really, Can you play the slot? I don't know about about where he's ideally suited. It couldn't be I, worse than Jimmy Ward in the slot. Nothing against Jimmy Ward, but that's a safety. Yeah, no, no, he's got to be better than Jimmy Ward in the slot. I would say. Uh, yeah. But I just like it because he's, a, you know, he is a dog. You know, he, I mean, you want to yeah. talk about a tough guy who who just loves to play, lo- out hit his body. I mean, he fits with this team. These guys hit like trucks, whether they're hurt, whether they're small. And yeah. he's like that. You know, he's mm. he's also like that. But he's got coverage ability. And you said he's old. What is he, 33? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's younger he than older? me. <laughs> he's younger yeah, than me. I mean, I don't know. Sorry, Tenoris. I'm not sure. No, I mean, he's, he's, he's in his. Yeah, I don't even know. That's a good question. Let me get that before I but, just call him old. But I'm, I've I've always liked him, and I I thought he was a guy. Thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah, he's yeah. been around the block many times yeah. with multiple teams, but um, he you know he's he's a good, tenacious, cocky, uh, veteran corner who's seen and done it all. So I like he's the he's the new Josh Norman for this team. But here's the thing. He's better uh, than Josh Norman. Josh Norman had no movement ability when he got here. You're right. You're right. You're right. But here's the. Th- I think to me this shows how little confidence the Niners have in Ambry Thomas. If something were to happen to Diamador Lenore or Traverius Ward and Janoris Jenkins is like active that day because they called him up from the press, I think they would play him before Ambry Thomas, which is like, damn, what happened, Ambry? You were playing, you were making plays in playoff games, and now they're like anyone off the street. Anyway, anyway, that's enough about Ambry. I think Janoris Jenkins isn't that far away from playing for this team. No, I agree. I agree. I think they might and be he, the guy that they, they call up weekly off the practice squad. No doubt. Yeah. And I would and I, I would trust in him because he's you know he's a veteran who's been there and done it. And um um that's a great pickup. Uh, I love that pickup for for you know going into week thirteen in a league where you if you don't have corners and you can't cover, you got real problems. Um I mean, yeah, the Niners are going good now, but I think for the 49ers, you gotta think that the football people, whether it be the coaches or the scouts or the front office, they're thinking about that Kansas City route. At least they should be, right? And that should be the standard. You got routed by Kansas City. What did they do to you? Can you improve? Because ultimately, if you're going to win the Lombardi Trophy that you covet, you're going to have to go through them most likely. And so this week you got Miami, and Miami's got even more speed in their offense than Kansas City. And yeah, can you match up with that? And, and that, and this is, you know, the only thing about this one though, this is a, they, there's a chance that any NFL regular season game becomes like a game that you overlook, but when you talk trash that eliminates that factor. And so I just think that the dolphins better be careful here because 49ers do have a ton of talent, but you can get them in any one week if they're not really going right. And now it's just kind of guaranteed that they're going to get, they're going to get the 49ers A game. I, th- I think that's going to be a hell of a football game. I would think that the Niners are going to bring their A game to this one regardless. I mean, it's going to be the first game in December. This is the first playoff game they've played, uh, playoff team they've played since Kansas City. This is the game that the whole league is circling this week. Everyone's going to be watching this. I can't wait. Let's talk about what Raheem Mostert says. Young K. True says, should I throw away my Raheem Mostert jersey? Should he throw it in the trash? Well, 
hold on. <laughs> Raheem Mostert was in an interview, and he essentially said that, you know, he would have liked to stay with the 49ers, but he felt that they were pressuring him to come back too quickly from a knee injury last year, and he shut himself down, and they held it against him and pretty much didn't want him back this year, and that the Dolphins welcomed him with open arms, and he's so grateful for them, and he loves the Dolphins as he, of course, he works for them. He also says, you know, their their quarterback is great, kind of insinuated that two is better than Jimmy, and insinuated that the Niners really pushed him to come back before he was ready. Uh, Niner fans seem upset about it. Debo Samuel tweeted about I think also D, uh, Raheem Mostert insinuated that the Dolphins are just better than the, than the uh, Niners. I guess my question is, is Mostert wrong? Do you, have a pro- do you have a problem with Mostert saying this stuff on the record? No, I don't. Here's why. Because as soon as he went down uh, with the injury, it was like the team and him had two different, um, you know, game plans. Mm-hmm. He's trying to maximize himself for free agency in a sport where, you know, you, you don't have very you have very small windows to uh, secure uh, the bag, as they say, and support your family. So I'm all about the players getting getting theirs. But then the Niners, on the other hand, are like, hey, you know, we want you to come back. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. We, you know, we're trying to make a run, and you know, we're about winning a Super Bowl first and making some, you know, some bodily sacrifices along the way. And, and if you can't make only- that sacrifice, and you're out, right? Right. Yeah. And you know, so I'm sure they did try to push him to come back. And as far yeah. as earlier than he was ready, you know, only he knows that. And it's that's that's like one of those things. You know, it's that could be spun. You know what I mean? That could be. Yeah. That could be a big deal. That could be no deal. I, I don't think there's – let's just say this, Grant. I don't think there's negligence on the part of the Niners. I don't think they were trying to put an injured player on the field. Um, we don't see ex- other examples of right. that. So I, I don't put a lot of credence into you know people who want to go that far with it. At the same time, you know and I know, as soon as he got hurt last year, it was a conflict of interest. Like yeah. he had a free agency coming, but they had a Super Bowl to win, so they wanted him right. to come back, but he probably wanted to sit out. You know, right. You know who's right, who's no. wrong. I don't know how that. Really, I, I how, like the way I think you're having a very mature, grown-up take. It's like, why is either side wrong? From as soon as that happened, both sides acted in self-interest. The Niners needed a freaking running back, and they're paying him. They gave him a raise. At the same time, Mostert understands the business and knows that if he plays compromised, it could end his career. And it's not in his interest to do that because the Niners won't give him a new contract if they chew him up and spit him out. So both sides acted in self-interest as you would expect and Mostert just verbalized it I see a lot of Niner fans acting like Mostert they they have a problem with what Mostert said and they feel like uh he's dead to them to me I don't understand that moralization for he didn't do anything wrong the Niners didn't do anything wrong and also Mostert is a legend for the 49ers he should be a local legend around here he is one of the main reasons this team was in a Super Bowl more than the quarterback so let him say what he wants to say. Essentially, he said he's happy to be on his new team, and he's a little bitter that the Niners didn't want him anymore. I mean, nothing wrong with that. No. Now, and also, you got to understand what you're dealing with. You can't. You can't. I mean, mo- what makes Mostert Mostert is that is that athletic confidence, and that's what makes him him. You know, and and that's also what makes him take this kind of stance of like, hey man, screw them. I'm better off here, and and you know so on you know up onward and upward but you know i personally i do think he kind of verbally challenged them and now that guarantees like you could there's 
I thought this week was a trap game for the Niners, to be honest. Short week, right? Physical Saints team. Right. uh, Come Thanksgiving holiday. Thursday was supposed to be the big practice day. It was Thanksgiving. Mm. Who knows what they got done. I thought this was going to be the trap game. But this Dolphins game could be a trap game, too, because you got Brady looming Mm. and the whole showdown, all the talk, Tom coming home. Uh, You got the Seahawks game looming. So, you know, any of these midseason games could potentially be the the, the the trap game. This just guarantees that Miami will not be the trap game. I love it because this is the game that I think is the best game of the week. And you never really see in the NFL teams trash talk. It just doesn't happen. No, everybody loves should. each other too much. Yeah, everyone just always says nice things about each other, and it's yeah. freaking boring. And now, now we have most former teammates taking shots at each other. The NFL will be so much better if like uh, Goodell encouraged this. Every team has to say something a little bit edgy each week. I'll go, I'll go further than that. The league would be better if they brought back taunting. Now, the word taunting sounds bad. Oh, taunting. Oh, Kruger's endorsing taunting. Typical. Yeah. No. But it, it's, it's, it's a show. It's supposed yeah. to be entertainment. It's a show. Right. I don't, I want, I'm sitting in the upper freaking deck. I yeah. want to be able on my binoculars to see my wide receiver flex without yeah, them going, oh, throw the flag. It's an emotional game played by emotional guys. Yeah. Show me that emotion in the upper deck. Stop, stop, stop squelching it in the name of you yeah. know corporate. You know, let's, we don't want any individuality. I want can you, individuality. Can you please promote the sport the way the UFC promotes theirs? Why not? Seriously, Seriously. individuality, Thank characters, you. stories, rivalries. Get with it. Absolutely. Uh, so don't throw away your Mostert jersey, man. He's a <laughs> honestly, he I should like be Mostert. like he's tough. I, he should be in the 49ers Hall of Fame. I mean, I know he didn't do enough, but that one game alone is what was it, 220 yards and four touchdowns in the NFC Championship game? And just and just gets in the Niner uniform, he was like shot out of a can. Yes, he was. He, he was, was like so much fun to watch. I mean, it was unbelievable watching him and just, you know, I, I can't believe the guy played in the Big Ten and I never really heard of him at all in college. He was a track guy and like a wide receiver. Unreal. Dave Barclay. Thank you very much, man. Dave, uh, Mikey says running smaller backs up the middle too often. Yeah, the Kyle Shanahan story. Stop. That's what you have Jordan Mason for. Mason season, he reminds me of Marion Barber. You said that. It's the yeah. 24. It's the it's the, it's the the dreads in number 24. He also, I'll give you another guy. He kind of reminds me of Grant watching him again yesterday. He reminds me a little bit of Eddie George. Upright, punishing. Yeah. Upright, but yeah. just like thick and like, you know, one of these <laughs> yeah. guys that's you're gonna hit him in the chest, but he's kinda gonna still move yeah. forward. He's yeah. not a he's not a I'd love to see Jordan Mason with like three yards of steam because he gets moving. Yeah. He's really good on like the power off tackle stuff. Grant was jocking TDP in training camp. Like jocking in the sense that I said that he was dropping passes every I was never been a really big TDP fan. Again, I'm open minded because what he runs a four or five at 220 something pounds. I mean, yes, yeah, that's, that's nice, but I'd like to see him like show a little better feel for running to daylight. You know, I mean, he's averaging two yards of carry for a reason, but he's a rookie and I'm Mears, not by the way, off. Mears, uh, he's one of the guys on our chat as well. I'll, I'll say this. I was talking up TDP, um, okay. in camp. I'm the one member. I remember telling you one day, cause I was standing next to you and he was stonewalling Fred Warner in one of the uh, pass rushing drills. Yep. And I thought to myself, wow, this guy's, this guy can seriously block. 
Um, but for whatever, I mean, it just takes time. So, and, and just because guys aren't playing now, I mean, look at Banks. Banks had a bad game, by the way. But, I mean, he's had a great year. And a lot of people were dogging Banks like he was a total bust. So, you know, the 49ers, you got to remember yeah. this. About 25% of their roster walking around that locker room, they're like develop. They got an entire developmental thing going on. They're you know Jason Poe and Marcelino McCrary Ball and all these guys. They they're they're developing their roster as they go, and that's what the good teams do. Do Antonio says Gordon to the Chiefs. Yes, Melvin Gordon just saw it to the uh, Kansas City the Chiefs. Chiefs. So good. I mean, your head was in the right place. Contenders trying to add player. He's a good player when he's not fumbling. Last Second Sports says, if Mitchell goes to IR, the Niners will likely not bring back Kinlaw or Lance this season. Interesting decision, depending on how they are progressing. Because, you, I mean, how many more? Is that the rule? You go, you can go have one guy come off the... the uh... You can have eight per season, but I don't know how many they've done. I thought they were at six, but maybe they're, they're at seven. So I, think I, I wouldn't either, worry about yeah. Lance. I'm, I'm not bringing back Lance. Not, not, not this year. But Kinlaw, absolutely. I think that we should talk about that at some point too. Is that the Niners are just That's absolutely soft I, against the against the uh, short yardage run inside right now. Yeah, I look at it the other way. Like they need Kinlaw more than Lance, but I don't expect Kinlaw to come back anytime soon. I mean, he had the knee reconstruction surgery by the number one surgeon in the country, and it didn't work yet. So I, I wouldn't expect him to come back this season. I really wouldn't. Lance, it seems from all reports that he's like ahead of schedule, and it might be nice to have him as a backup on this team down the stretch in case. Because, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo got knocked around the other day, and he's got six more weeks to get through plus playoffs. I don't know. But, yeah, maybe I'm wrong about Kinlaw. Maybe Kinlaw's coming. This doesn't sound like they're saying he's making any progress. I don't know. Lance is for you know for Lance's case he is hanging around, going to meetings, doing everything, doing all the mental reps, yeah, trying to act like he's playing each week. So we'll see. Posting videos himself running, throwing before the game. It seems like he's trying to put himself back out there in the public eye. Like, hey, don't forget me, don't you do 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 forget about me. Sorry, David Velez says uh, the Niners are three bazillion times more likely to need Lance than to need Kinlaw. Ergo, Kinlaw's season and possibly his Niners career is over. Again, I don't think this is an issue with need. If it, they need Kinlaw, they do. if he could come back, he. Ble- I, I, I don't. Sucks for Kinlaw. Really does suck. Dave Barclay says, "Still not a Kyle fan. I was all in on him till now." Thirteen points. Thirteen points. Well, it's not to me. The thirteen points is not that bad because because of the uh, the the. I think this this uh, New Orleans defense is a little bit underrated, but that horrible horrible um you know short yardage play you know where you get the quarterback in the in the shotgun and then you're still going to go quarterback you know power basically up the middle or whatever I, that was that yeah was that was a bad disaster i mean that that play whatever you know throw, throw just that the red out. zone offense in general man it's all all off season all season has been but i mean you got the best quarterback sneaking quarterback Get him under center and go quarterback sneak and push push him from behind with some you know you know some guard some backup O lineman, but don't put him in the shotgun and then have what some delayed tricky up the middle play. I mean that was that was bad. Beastmaster says Hemi G has to throw more downfield. They give him one downfield throw a game and he misses it. I I don't know why. It's like like asking Giannis to hit threes. It's like you could, I mean he could take the shot, but you know what's gonna happen. <laughs> 
I don't know. It's frustrating. Womack doesn't start at nickel and Jimmy Ward at safety. It is frustrating because Jimmy Ward is not a nickel. He's a safety playing nickel. It's rough. I'd rather go with Womack personally. Yeah, they, you know, I was surprised by that as well. I'd go with Womack. I think that's your best coverage group. But, you know, Gibson definitely gave them a, a, um, you know, a presence as a hitter in the secondary. He made a number of nice plays. Jay Talk says we have a $71 million running back, assuming he's referring to Debo Samuel. I mean, he had zero rushing yards. It seems like what he's doing now is running shallow crosses and screens. How else do you get the ball to Debo now? I mean, they had, he had that one nice run against Arizona. Okay, sweeps. The, you know, I like Jet, I, that. Was like I, an end around kind of a thing. Kind of an end around, yeah. I mean, reverse. I like, I like that. Only thing is, he doesn't read his blocks. He runs up the back of backs of his blocks. So sometimes you kind of you wonder it'd be better to tr- try to get him just one on one in space and don't worry about putting blockers out there and trying to have him read his blocks. But just, anything to get Debo going to that third step, because one thing I've noticed, Grant, is that the extra weight that he's packing this year and he's packing a few extra pounds, he's not full speed after one or two steps like it was last year. He's full mm-hmm. speed, but not until like step three, four, five. So you got to get him kind of rumbling. And this East-West stuff, he, does, he, he doesn't seem like he's got a good feel for when to take it up the field. So he winds up running those plays sometimes straight out of bounds. So that's the one thing I've seen this year is like he you need to kind of almost orchestrate the first couple steps be- to get him rolling. Yeah, and as a wide receiver, like where what is his route tree now? Again, the shallow cross, he, he caught a nice pass on that one. Um, screens, they'll throw tunnel screens to him. Slants, not getting open. Digs, haven't ran one of those in a while. Uh, go routes, forget it. Deep crossing routes, forget it. I mean, they're paying him a lot of money to be a running back slash end around slash. Come on, Debo. You're better than that. You used to do better than that. Uh, who wh- who cares what others say? Use it. Fuel the fire. <laughs> nice. Nice. And he says, it's mostly to where the Dolphins brought Tua back too early and could have seriously cost him. Yes, uh, that's a fair point. I think, again, what Moster was saying is he wanted to be with the Niners, and the Niners didn't want him, and he felt a little upset about that. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, Matthew Sanders said, God forbid he takes injury before the playoffs. Do you think he's going to praise and sing about how compassionate and patient the Dolphins are as business? All right, man. Yeah, well, sure. Lance Lopez says, yo, Grant, how big of a dono for an Arby's travel vlog? Two for six, homie. Sorry, I've been taking shots at Arby's. Really? You're not a... They, you know, they are, they got the meats, right? I, I basically, I said like people that are really big Jimmy Garoppolo fans to me are like people who are really big Arby's fans. Like I understand, <laughs> I understand going to Arby's every once in a while, but like someone who's like, nah, man, that's my go-to spot. I go there once a week, Friday nights, right. lo- number one. Like, it's right. like, okay, like, okay, there's other, there are other things out there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, hold on. Will the team rally around Jimmy because of Mostert? What did what did Mostert say specifically that was so uh, outrageous I gotta start about because Jimmy? Because that way, I gotta start going because because, because. I don't know. The, the night has been rallying around Jimmy forever, right? I, I mean, I, I take shots at Jimmy daily. Is that not enough? Maybe Mostert says it. No. Maybe we need to go back to running to the outside. They've been trying; it's not working. They've been trying; it's not working. Why do you think they can't hit the edge anymore? Their under center run game is dead. 
it's it's a weird it's a weird concept that they don't seem like they get to the edges with with any of their backs. Mm-mm. So I you know, and with Mostert, he got there at will. Like anytime he wanted, he got to the edge. He had a special burst. Maybe maybe it's possible that Kittle isn't quite the blocker that he used to be. I don't have the answer. I'll have to watch the tape. Uh, Mostert can eat. Wow, with a wow, wow, man, this guy, this guy took you to the super. I'm not even a fan of the team. Wow, okay. Are, how dare you cross the oh. team? Jimmy G equals Chipotle burrito. Yeah, kind of. You know, it serves its purpose, plays its position, but you can do better. <laughs> Eric says, "How good is the Dolphins' defense, and how many points do you think the Niners' offense can put on the board?" The Dolphins' defense is definitely not great. I mean, they got Xavier Howard, hell of a player. Bradley Chubb, hell of a player. Christian they Wilkins. got some, yeah, they got some guys, but but I mean, their numbers aren't great. You can do stuff, and the Niners have talent to, to take advantage. So, yeah. do you have the creativity to do it? Well, this is going to be a classic um, complimentary football game. I mean, not only are you trying to beat the Dolphins' defense, but you want to possess the ball right. to save your own defense against you know the league's fastest offense. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's a it's a pound the ball and eat clock kind of a game. It's a uh, Jordan Mason kind of a game. David Barclay yeah. says Niners are not living up to the talent. It's on Kyle. The team is amazing besides Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's doing okay. We should be 9-1 rolling next week. Yeah, it's like you look at Philly and they have problems. They're not a juggernaut, but they're 10-1. and That's what the Niners should be. They've had an equally easy schedule. And, the, and I think if they find themselves in the NFC Championship in Philly and they lose and it's like a miserable snowy day, they're going to have to look back at some of these losses from September and be like, well... Well, maybe we should start faster. We could have yeah, had them I mean, at home. The the Denver game was ugly. They, the the Bear game was just the weather came at the wrong time for the 49ers. That that to me that was the game that was kind of like just got away from them, the Bears game. Yeah. Um they were awful against Denver. Jimmy was just the bet, worst we've seen. Um and they have know. excuses, but I mean it's like you lost to Atlanta and Denver. You lost to freaking Denver. You lost to Denver. Unreal. They can't score any points. Should be rolling, yet I have no confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I, they don't strike me as... The defense has confidence. Carol T says, is it just me or do you see the Niners receivers adjusting their routes to Jimmy? I just don't see them fighting for the ball. No, I noticed that too, Carol. When Jimmy doesn't have... When he can't go immediately to his first read and he starts patting the ball and 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 uh, patting his feet and sort of looking for... Some, it's looking like he's like, hey man, no one's open. Does someone want to... Work back to the ball. He's. It looks like he's trying to extend plays, and no one else is trying to extend them with him. Which my heart kind of goes out to him a little bit. What are you seeing? Well, I mean, the one thing I can say is I thought I think Jennings is that kind of a player. Yes, he is. And yes, he is. I think that's yes, all. He he, Jennings Debo's doesn't not. separate, but he can fight for the ball. But um, I, I love what I'm seeing out of Jennings. I mean, I, I Jennings right now is looking like. Like if you went to Jennings in a big moment over Debo or Ayuk, I wouldn't even I don't even think it warrants a question. No, that's the guy now. C. Turley yeah. says is, is Tevin Coleman gonna be on the fifty three now? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Tough guy, man. I I'll say this, you know, you getting a chance to face everybody up in the locker room, you get a sense of like, you know, the guys who were pretty tough, guys who were kind of tough, guys who were you know, really tough. <laughs> Tevin Coleman might be a running back, but he might He's be the guy. toughest guy in the room. Absolutely. Dave says, why can't we get to the edge? No, Mostert. It's, I think it's partially 
the blocking, the running backs, and I think it's it's the league knowing that's what Kyle wants to do. We have to make it a point of emphasis to set the edge. We've been watching their under center run game for five, six years. Here are keys. Maybe there are keys. Maybe the fact that Trent Williams is tipping. Pl- I don't know. <laughs> don't I don't know. Corey Soda says, Kruger, I really wouldn't rule out uh, them bringing back Lance this season if he can, especially after the reminder of Jimmy clutching his knee and screaming. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. That was wild. I was hoping He looked that a little was- scared at first. You know, I've been watching so much World Cup, and I, I didn't. I thought it was nothing. I figured maybe somebody poked him in the eye or something. You know, nah, he, he lops in the World Cup. You know, but no, I he mean, looked, that, he looked like Paul Pierce when he was like, "Oh, my career is over." It's like, no, nope, yeah. I'm fine. I'm, I'm back in the game. I'm, I'm good. Jimmy is pretty tough though, so it kind of made he you is. wonder. Um, he he was also walking around fine though in the post game, but you wonder how these guys feel at like three o'clock in the morning. The problem with Kyle is trust issues, says Miguel. Well, he doesn't seem to trust many people, at least his quarterback. Well, if you're 43 and you have trust issues, maybe it's time to address them. Jimmy G's Arby's commercial coming soon. Maybe I should have went with Subway, because Subway is basically what I'm trying to say. Like Subway, a Subway sandwich, it, it could does get the, the job, job done. The it could get the nowhere. job done. But people who are like Subway enthusiasts, it's like, yeah, come on. Really? That's the best you can, you can get a, <laughs> yeah. a better sandwich for about the same price anywhere yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, Dave Barclay says, question is, does our defense shut down Dolphins? Uh, I, I mean, it could. I, it looks like it's been a legit defense, but I can't get that Chiefs game out of my head. So, Well, I mean, you know, here's the, here's the thing about the uh, 49er defense. You've got some, some guys playing at crazy high levels, right? Greenlaw, Warner playing at a really, really high level, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. And then you also have – you know, Bo- Bosa is playing at Bosa. a high level. Yeah. Um, and then you also have all these, you know, they, they're kind of playing games up front, but they're really light. The, the way to beat the 49ers is to get into third and one yeah. and then just run the ball in the A-gaps yeah. and then just keep yeah. their defense on the field. And so just aim to be like, my, like Arthur Smith did in Atlanta. He's like, just be super conservative, possess the hell out of the football, keep them on the field. Get to third and one, third and two, and run it in the A gaps with their light front that doesn't have Armstead, DJ Jones, or Kinlaw, and then just keep them on the field and win the game in the fourth quarter. I mean, I think that's the game plan, and that that's what concerns me the most is that if somebody decides to kind of hone in on the beating the Niners instead of just running their game, and the regular season teams just kind of play their game, in the playoffs teams start to hone in on how to beat you, and once they hone in on how to beat this 49er team. I'm kind of concerned that if they don't get a little help up front, either arms. I'm like, if you got Armstead back and he can play two games, I may not bring him back into the playoffs uh, because I'd rather have the, his two games be in the playoffs. If you got two yeah. games left of Armstead and as, same with Kinlaw, you know what I mean? Cause they, yeah. they don't stop the run inside right now. Double B studio says Shanahan is against wide receivers breaking the route. Is that right? Is that so? I don't know. I don't know. Sean says, if they meet Philly in, in the NFC Championship game, it really doesn't matter who started faster. Do you think the Trey won't play till next year as a semantics for January? I mean, I mean, you want the home field advantage, don't you? That's what you play for. Uh, I don't he, think it's is semantics. Is Trey off this break going to be better at, off the bench than what Purdy's going to give you off the bench after going to practice all year? You don't, don't know. know. You might want to have that. options. You don't know. You won't know. You might want to give yourself options. Yeah, putting it out there, because what if Purdy isn't good? You don't know. You've never seen him. Right. Just throwing it out there. 
Uh, Seth says, Trey will be back and the offense will open up. Maybe next year. But, you know, I, 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 I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Jimmy's not getting benched anytime soon. He's playing well, but he's got to stay healthy. That's been you saw you saw what Steve Young said about. Uh, <laughs> have you addressed that yet? Where did that come from? Why did he say that? Steve Young said that why he doesn't want Jimmy to be here for the next four months. He wants Jimmy why? to be here for the next ten years. Was he joking? I think no. I think I think Steve feels that Garoppolo without you know taking away eradicating all the turn the massive huge boneheaded turnover mistakes he makes is a top tier championship caliber quarterback. Okay. So Steve Young says Jimmy Garoppolo is a top tier championship caliber quarterback who should be here for the next 10 years. Everyone says the Niners have the most weapons in the league. So you got the best weapons, a great quarterback, 13 points. I don't know. I'm missing something. I'm missing something. Yeah. Oh, and Kyle's great too, right? Doesn't doesn't Steve say that Kyle's the greatest? He loves Kyle, right? So Kyle's the greatest. Jimmy's the greatest. The t- everything about the offense is the greatest, and they got 13 points. Some's not adding up. Steve, are you just being nice? Tell it like it is, Steve. Tell it like it is. Like you used to. What's the problem, man? I want to know. You're smart enough. You tell me, Steve. I think Come it on. is. I, I think it's Jimmy doesn't really. When you go back and watch to all 22, you see. That even though the guys love him, and even though he's very popular, he doesn't see the field. It's turnovers, and he doesn't see the field. And then now he's eliminating the turnovers, but he still doesn't see the field. So there's all kinds of opportunities that are left out there wide open. But but he has his own Subway sandwich. That's just good. Does. So, does, does, so does Russell Wilson. Two really uninspiring sandwiches. Uh, Dolphins' defense is ranked better than the Saints. Um, in terms of points allowed, yeah, but neither one's really like a great defense. Um, Dave says Jimmy does have a sandwich roasted chicken with lots of stuff in face of chicken. Uh, thank you. Ivan says Steve said that because he got a free sub at Subway. You guys are killing me. All right, moving on. Uh, Eric Armstead seems to be on track to return against the Dolphins. He practiced on Friday last week. Kyle Shanahan was asked today, and he seemed confident that arms is going to practice this week if he does i'm thinking he's going to play against the dolphins you might think that that's a little ambitious to bring him back off such a long layoff but i'm thinking the niners <laughs> look at this as a not a must win game but a game where they can prove themselves there's a lot of pressure on kyle to beat mike mcdaniel and i think they really really feel they need eric armstead to win this game they're gonna to need to get some pressure on tua and they haven't been getting pressure recently what do you think about uh this development well, I mean, I think this is um, one of those things that there should be a little bit of a discussion about. What is the situation with Eric Armstead? Is he healthy now? Is he fine? Or is he just managing the pain? Does he have, is it the kind of thing that it's a, it's not going to get better until he actually has surgery and he's putting off the surgery? And right. it's because realistically my read on it is, is the kind of injury where he's probably got like three games that he can play between now and the end of the Ooh. year. Ooh. Why, I don't, why would you want those three games to be week now. 13, 14 and 15 when they might be able to be the divisional round, the wild card, you know, the uh, divisional round, the NFC championship round and the, and the super bowl. I don't know. I, I, 
I don't know. I'm, you know, and I don't know that who knows, maybe he's healthy, maybe he's healthy right now, but like, if you know, you've got a guy that probably isn't going to last, you're really going to dust him off in week 13 for the dolphins, as opposed to see what he's got. I don't know. In the playoffs, I, I think I'd play it more conservative. I think, I don't think uh, they're going to win playoff games if they don't have Armstead. I think he's important. So if it's an either or I'd rather have him for the playoffs. Right, I'm with you, but now I'm going back to Raheem Mostert's comments. What did Raheem Mostert say about the 49ers and the league in general? They're pushing players to come back sooner than they should. And I feel like from the outside, it looks like the Niners have been quite cautious with Eric Armstead. I mean, he's been out a long time. I mean, he's been out so long he should have been on IR. It's been more than eight weeks. They could have put him on IR and brought him off and had another player. But whatever, they didn't do that. Um, Now he's coming back and they're going to play him, what? A full workload against Miami because they really need him to beat my I doesn't seem like a smart idea all of a sudden if he's going to be coming back the first game should be like 10 snaps the second game should be like 20 snaps otherwise if if, if you're right and he only has three games in him and he's putting off surgery man he should not play this week he should right. not play this week so and I, it, it just feels you... like he could be shutting himself down like Moser did last year but he's like a captain and they're paying him and he's not a free agent next year so he's like well you know, I got to give it a shot. But like, what is he really going to do? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm not totally disappointed with what I've seen from Ridgeway and uh, Givens. Givens not as much in this game, but Givens in the Arizona game, and I thought Ridgeway in this game. But I mean, they haven't given up a point in the second half of four straight weeks. I mean, it's hard to yeah. say that the Niners are falling apart without Eric Armstead. Right, right. But I will say this. You can run on them. And if you can get them in short yardage, I don't think it's like it has kind of a bad feel to it because if you can get them in third and one, they're kind of in like a hopeless situation. So that's that's not a good feeling when you're watching your defense out there and you're like, yeah, it's third and one and they have no chance to stop them. How come anytime the Niners are in third and one, except for that one exception, they run a quarterback sneak and no one else can stop them and no one else run quarterback sneaks in the league? Like, What is that? The, the Niners average like three yards of carry on quarterback sneaks. It's just unstoppable. I don't get it. I they know. should do that every play. Just quarterback sneak down the field. They'll never see it coming. I used to well, bunt every quarterback at bat. Sneak, and- especially quarterback sneak when they're spread out. I mean, when they know a quarterback it. sneak is coming, yeah, they still like, wind up getting two, three yards. Jimmy Garoppolo is the best running back on the team. If Trey Lance had to run quarterback power, I think Jimmy Garoppolo should have to run 15 quarterback sneaks a game for the good of the team. Carson says instead of going to Miami, Debo should go to L.A. with B.A. to learn how to run a damn route. And if Jimmy comes back, B.A. getting traded. What if he was on Green Bay? Don't trade B.A. B.A. needs to get more passes, not fewer. I mean, a reason, I think a big reason they only scored 13 points is how many how many passes did IU get in the red zone yesterday? Yeah. None? None? Yeah, he's got great hands, too. It's great routes, too. I mean, I don't understand that one. Instead, they're throwing to Juszczyk at the six-yard line. That was the weakest call, I thought. What the hell is Juszczyk going to do from the six-yard line? That's a waste of a damn play. Yeah. Dave says, if Armstead doesn't come back, does D'Amico drastically alter the game plans this weekend? If he doesn't have Armstead, he's going to have to manufacture pressure because if if Tua has time, it doesn't matter what coverage you have with those wide receivers, you're going to get diced up. So they got to find – they didn't get pressure on Mahomes. I'll tell you the interesting thing to me, Grant, is watching the 49ers in just the snaps yesterday where they went four DNs. It's like they always got penetration into the backfield. Now, they didn't pile up big sacks, 
but yeah. they didn't get, you know, in those obvious passing situations, I think that might be kind of the wave of the future. Don't go with any tackles. Just go with I all agree. defensive ends and get up I the agree. field and rush the passer. You know I they're going to pass. And that's another reason not to overinvest in defensive linemen because if you have a uh, coach like Kacerik and you have – you can platoon like the Oakland A's. You can get your run stuffers, your pass rushers, and you don't need really any of them to be – they can all be one-dimensional players, essentially. If you, you have Drake, one Nick you Bosa – Drake Jackson and Bosa yeah. and a Menahue – and you know, Kerry uh, Hyder or who or Ebcom or whoever. Yeah, I mean Ebcom. Yeah. Seriously, that yeah. th- that right there might be good. Hey, Sean says, "Hey Grant, my 15 year old daughter and budding Niner fan is watching with me. Give her a shout out for me. Her name is Samantha. Shout out Samantha O'Leary, budding 49er fan and budding Niner analyst. I can tell. Thank you for watching, and it sounds like a fun uh, father daughter experience on a Monday night." <laughs> I love it. Thanks Get for together. watching. I hope he's not Gathered forcing you to around. watch. I hope you're having a good time. You're not yeah. getting forced to watch. Big Flave says if Trace, Big Flave comes in to take a shot at Trey. If Trey started yesterday, it would have ended a zero zero tie. Okay, <laughs> okay. Wow. Jimmy top ten. Ooh, Trey didn't put up more than ten in most of his starts. <clears throat> okay, so Jimmy Garoppolo again. This is like the the Subway sandwich. This is Flave has like a big T-shirt of Subway. He lives in a Subway. He his man cave is is sponsored by Jimmy Garoppolo and Subway sandwiches. I don't understand why Jimmy Garoppolo fans have to put down his backup so much. Like, oh, he has a better record than Mullins and Hoyer. And it's like, yeah, well, that's great, man. What? Also, calling him a top ten quarterback. Would you say that he's cracked top ten this year? I would say he. We went through this on the show the other night. Um, who would you rather have Jimmy than? And I got him right around 12 right now. It's fair. It's fair. I think he's right at that Derek Carr spot. Yeah. Dave says, how we, uh, how are we best D yet worst on third and short? That's the question. That's the question. That is their biggest defense. Uh, their yeah. biggest question on defense. Um, well, cause they're so damn good on first and second down. I mean, I, let's be honest about this defense. There's some guys who are really balling. Yeah. Um, you know, you got you got Diamador Lenore. I think Lenore has had an incredible year for the most part. And and then uh, Greenlaw and Warner, Aziz, um, they, their linebackers on the second level are just glued to whoever they're defending. And they, they, you know, hit aggressively. And then they're playing some games up front with a lot of talented guys. And Menahue's had a real – I think Menahue's had a real good year. I think Jackson's had a pretty good rookie year. Um, Abukam's much better player than I thought he was going to be in camp. So, yeah. yeah. They got a big test this week. Miami's a legit offense. Tampa sucks. Their offense is so – why is their offense bad? I, well, I guess we'll figure it out next week. But this is the week for the Niners to, to prove themselves because last time they had an opportunity, they fumbled it. Nathan, come on now, Flav. Shake my head. Can't stand Jimmy stands. I'll give Jimmy credit when he does good, but I will uh, damn be critical of poor quarterback play. Okay. Greg says, if we could could have got Sue, this would have helped. Yeah, I, I think they should have got Sue. Instead, he went to Philly. All right, I got a question. This was from earlier, but what is limiting the 49ers offense? As we know, Steve Young says Jimmy Garoppolo – Really good. Should be here the next 10 years. Everyone feels that the Niners' array of weapons is among the best, if not the best, in the league. And a lot of people feel that Kyle Shanahan is among the best, if not the best, offensive play caller in the league. And yet, they're averaging 18 points per game when they're not playing an NFC West opponent. 
18. Yesterday was 13. What's the deal? What is the number one limiting factor on this offense? Uh, that's a good question. Um, they have weapons. Yep. They can run the football at times. Is it the offensive line? Um, I mean, they've played well for the most part. Didn't I play like well what yesterday. they've done inside for the most part. Yeah. Outside, I think Trent has been kind of, I think he's regressed from what people think of when they think of him, they think of, oh, he's just super elite. I don't think he's been super elite. And McGlinchey, I think, has struggled um, at times. At times, I think the play calling's been odd. Yeah, um, especially in the red zone. Yeah, I don't like, I didn't like the way they used Trey Lance between the tackles. Yep. Don't, um, I do like that Jimmy has shown growth to throw it away. Yep. But that doesn't necessarily, that prevents turnovers. You know, it's kind of, it's it's interesting. Right. Turnovers, I think, prevent wins. If you don't turn it over, I think you win games, but yeah. you don't score as many points. Right. Like if you throw the ball away, yeah, you didn't turn it over, but you're also not, it doesn't help you score points mm-hmm. necessarily. So that's what Let we're me seeing. Let come back they're to something you said games, earlier. But they're not necessarily scoring an overwhelming number of points. You said earlier that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't see the field well. I think let's go there because I think this is sort of the heart of the issue. And it, the question is, is it Jimmy Garoppolo not seeing the field or is it Kyle Shanahan telling Jimmy, throw here? And I don't think we'll ever know because we're not in the headset. But it's, I think it's that's it. And it's either Kyle is a micromanager and he's telling Jimmy where to go, in which case he's coaching a one-read passing game. Or Jimmy is just a one-read quarterback, and he decides pre-snap where he's going, and that's that. I guess we'll never know. But to me, that's the—I mean, the running game is broken right now. But the passing game, I mean, it's a one-read vanilla passing game. That's that's And, and it, until they fix that, they're always going to be worse than the sum of their parts. I mean, to me, the, the passing game would look a lot more dynamic— if they threw more passes to their most dynamic receiver, which is Brandon Ayuk. True. If, I mean, it, they look relatively plodding up and down the field because they don't throw it to Ayuk very right. often. I mean, for considering the where he is in his career, where he is as far as, right. uh, you know, he should be getting the ball a lot more Then there hasn't been Danny Gray. They don't use they you know, they haven't used gray at all. They, they pretty much Ray Ray McLeod gets used sparingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's their speed. So I don't, you know, Debo, Kittle, Jennings, that's their chain movers. And they go, seem like they go more to their chain moving guys. Heck, we've yeah. seen passes to Charlie Warner down the field. Um, we, you know, I'm so I, that would be, I, I think a little bit of the play calling, a little bit of Jimmy not seeing it, um, a little bit of questionable yeah. line play on the right side. Seems yeah. like they, they, they really run a left a lot. And yeah. I think teams know that. Yep. So it's like they're not confident running right. They're running a lot left. Teams yeah. know that they're better on the left side in the run game. So you're seeing them run into to, yeah. you know, teams that kind of anticipating where they're going to yeah. run it. I think that's there's a lot more negative run yeah. plays or negative yardage plays uh, because the line's not creating holes than I remember in past years. Also, I think, I mean, penalties like Jake Brendel doing an admirable job, nine penalties already this year. 
Yeah. And they got six Maybe. games to go. Uh, McGlinchey has five holding penalties already, and that's a career high for him. So the offensive line, like, you got to give the offensive line coach credit, but still, they get exposed at the worst times. Well, and you just said it. I mean, think of the most talented guys offensively on the offensive line. It's it's on there on the left side. When you're yeah. more talented, you can block guys straight out. You don't have to tackle them. When you're mm. when you're getting beat, then you got to make a business decision, and and that's when you you know you start getting penalties. But yeah, it's, it's way too many penalties on Brendel. Um, I do think Brendel's done some good things. I like what I've seen out of Burford and Banks, but. You know, McGlinchey has struggled. I think he looks a little sore and like trying to show everybody that he's going to play the full season for free agency. I think he'll probably yeah. leave in free agency. That'd be my guess. Um, but I don't know that it's benefiting the 49ers because it seems like there's some games I'm thinking there's got to be somebody they could put in there at right tackle that would give them as much or more. When they talk about the Niners being in rhythm on offense in the passing game, to me, with this team, that's Jimmy Garoppolo getting the ball in shotgun, having his first read be open, rocking and firing. That does That's not the entire rhythm. Like back in the day with Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, there was a rhythm of going through your progressions. The first read wasn't always going to be open, but there was a progression of ABC, and Joe Montana could do it on time and rhythm. And it feels like any time that Jimmy Garoppolo's first read isn't open, it's like a oh, it's like a panic almost. Like okay, I'm I'm chopping my feet, I'm looking around, I'm searching, and if I have time, I can look all over the field. It, it just doesn't feel like there's any rhythm or structure beyond the first read. And what you see a lot of, especially yesterday, was Jimmy patting his feet, looking around, and then checking it down at the last second to McCaffrey as he got hit. I mean, that must have happened four or five times yesterday. Yeah, and I feel bad for Jimmy when he has to do that. Like, hey, where is the offense here? Where, where are the where are the secondary wide receivers getting open? It almost feels like the wide receivers are in the huddle and they're like, oh, okay, that one's for Debo. All right, well, I'm not getting the ball this time. It's like, well, you can't have a great offense if four of the five eligible receivers know they're not getting the ball and are and are running routes accordingly. You can't run, you can't have a good offense that way. You know, I don't think that's the case. I don't. I don't Better think not that, be. You know, but I will say this: I, I, I like. The, th- the two things that I like from Jimmy are he throws, he's throwing more balls away and he, so, and there's less negative plays, but he, I also love the, uh, you know, the fact that he now has McCaffrey to dump it off to. Yep. Because it's like, I've seen him now drop it to McCaffrey when he's got absolutely nothing. And instead of going to second and 10, you know, might be first and 10 because they get 12 yards or it might be second and two because they got eight yards. So, I mean, I, I just think that McCaffrey just is the perfect weapon to add to Garoppolo. Um, now, though, it sounds like they've ridden McCaffrey so hard that they're probably going to need to give him a little bit of a rest. And who replicates what he does? You know, I mean, I never understood why the Niners were giving the ball to McCaffrey as a running back on first down. When why? Like, just throw it to him in the flat on second down, because he'll 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 if you're in second and five and you throw a swing pass to McCaffrey first down, first down. But but if you hand it to him on first and ten, I mean, I, there's other running backs I'd rather give that ha- that handoff to. Just saying, and you're I, gonna get McCaffrey hurt. Yeah, and and if they really want to have these conservative runs, and it's not just that they're running McCaffrey; it's the kinds of runs they're running him on. They're running him on runs that are designed to get four yards. Right. You know, exactly. it's like stop running, right. stop running this speed merchant, big play yes. threat. 
on these runs that are designed for four yards. You have a 235-pound, ready, willing, and able rookie running back, Jordan Mason. Let him run those ball, ball, those carries. Let him run and bang heads inside. And then if you get to second and long, then throw it to Christian 15 yards down the field. And stop using McCaffrey as a goal line back just to pad his numbers and justify the trade because we all know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Use your goal line back as Jordan Mason. You can justify the Christian McCaffrey trade by throwing him the ball, which is the proper way to use it. Dave says Jimmy threw his normal pick again, Flave. Yeah, but it didn't count. Caesar says is Huff a pro bowler? I think he's got a case. They got another six games to go, but he's in the best defense in the league, and he, he forced another fumble. That forced fumble, look, he makes mistakes. He's a bit of a boomer bust player, but every, about every game he's making a big play. I'll take he, it. You know what he reminds me of? I mean, it's a crazy comparison, but he reminds me of a smaller version of Junior Seau in that Junior would take chances, gamble, mm. read mm. things in advance, fire gaps, but then young junior would run by guys and arm, you know, they'd run through arm yeah. tackles because he's playing so fast that he's like sees it and he's like by the play. Talano does the so same good. thing. Talano does the same so thing good. though, doesn't he? He he's, he yeah. designate he's he diagnoses everything correctly and fast, but then he runs past I mean, he ran past the quarterback on an early blitz in the first quarter. I mean, it's like, dude, detonate on him. You know, yeah. stripe on if a stripe. If I remember Junior Seau correctly, like that team that he was on against the Niners in the Super Bowl, who else was great on that Chargers team besides him? And he was like Na- a rookie, wasn't Natron's, he? Natron means business. Who wasn't quite on Junior Seau's <laughs> level. No, no, uh, Junior. Flave says Nathan Flores, Jets backup quarterback, tore up Bears D in the rain yesterday. Trey was horrendous and choked in the fourth quarter on that same D. Man, it really means a lot for Subway sandwich enthusiast Jimmy Garoppolo fans to just shit on Trey Lance. Like, I mean, why don't you let him get a few starts and let him prove himself or one way or another instead of just saying he's no good? I don't know. It seems like way, he's going to be the guy other, rooting for next year. Yeah, what other, what other quarterback from that class has demonstrated any real consistency or, you know, if you see what you got. Yeah. Mac Jones looks great. Mac Jones looks terrible. Zach Wilson yeah. looked great. Zach Wilson looks terrible. Justin Fields looks great. Justin Fields looks terrible. That's the way it goes with the young yeah. quarterbacks most of the time. That's the way it goes with Jimmy, too. Dave says Flave is delusional. Mm. Flave's a fan. Long Dong 49er Strong says Jaworski Jenkins <laughs> should be good. A good veteran presence in the locker room. He could help guys like Womas, Womack Thomas out. Thank you very much, Long Dong 49ers Strong. That was great. Sorry. Was sorry. Uh, Janoris, damn autocorrect. Well, you got us. That was hilarious. Um, Isaac, not the only reason, but I think the inexperience of the interior line is impacting the run game more than we think. Never see them push. And it sucks when you can't. we can only run, run one direction. That really hurts things. Yeah, they're, they're struggling. I mean, it's also they're running more inside, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, are, they, is, are the backs taking the right hole every time? I don't know. It's it's, it's hard to know. It's hard to know where what it's blocked for. Flave, uh, delusional is ignoring stats and facts and thinking someone is good despite no evidence. Just because he was drafted number three, Grant called it first. Trey is Tebow with a faster 40 time. Boy, Jimmy Garoppolo fans are, are terrified of Trey Lance getting the opportunity to play and improve. Um, because he just might. I mean, look at Justin Fields. Look at Jalen Hurts, for example. Jalen Hurts in year three looking like 
a Pro Bowl franchise quarterback. He didn't look like that last year. Well, I mean, it took him a while. Forget Jalen Hurts. What about Geno Smith? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Gino Jimmy Garoppolo fans. Good. You're just mad that your favorite quarterback has been playing the same exact way since 2017. I like Jimmy Garoppolo, but people like Flave make me say things like this that I don't even mean to say. Sorry, Jimmy. David says, Jimmy's field of reach with his arm is the size of a tennis court. How can you run outside or run between the tackles when there's nine guys in the box and safeties are 12 yards off the line? That's why these throws to the sideline that he's been hitting uh, are been, have been important. I mean, he's not going to ever hit the downfield throws, but at least if he could throw the sideline throws, that would help. It would help. Small windows in the NFL. And know. he doesn't have a big arm to really fit it in there. Neither does Tua. Dave says, Niner fans want wins. Flave wants Jimmy to be good, yet everyone else to be do bad. The rest of the team is why Jimmy doesn't have 89 passing. 89 pass yards average. Enough about Flave. Edgardo says, uh, Jimmy G is... T- Tim Tebow 2.0 teammates love him. Not elite quarterback. Gets carried by his team. Nobody says Niners won because of Jimmy Tebow. God. Niner fans just always, this wow. is always going to be a civil war Tebow. Niner fans about their quarterback. Tebow's and you're like, hey, why, why are you guys talking about me? I'm Yeah. Does he still play? Does he, he does still play commercials? Baseball? Psycho Uncensored says, my wife and I love your show. Watch from El Paso, Texas. Hey, this is a uh, family this is, show. This, this, this show's popping in El Paso. Popping in El Paso is definitely a nice way for a for a husband and wife to unwind at the end of the night. Watch a little Larry and Grant. Hell yeah, love it. Thank you. Andrew Burt says Flave wants stats. Jimmy's eleven and two and not throwing a TD in the game. So who is carrying who? Handing the ball off is elite. Why are you guys paying me to argue with Flave? But I like it. John Mathis says the Niners should get Ravens backup quarterback Tyler Huntley. He plays just like Lamar. Um, they have Utah. Trey. They have Trey Lance. Can we let Trey, let Trey play a little quarterback? Real Room Service Podcast. Thank you, man. Flave, back. Barclay, if you, they're yelling at each other through me. <laughs> through, Bar- through if you foundation. want wins, why are you getting rid of a quarterback with the highest win percentage in franchise history? If Arby's beat other food chains and national taste test constantly, Grant's analogy would make more sense. Now he's attacking my Arby's analogy? It was a good analogy. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo's win-loss record. It's exactly the same as Jake Plummer's. Jake Plummer played for Mike Shanahan, was 40 and 18 under Mike Shanahan. Very impressive. Didn't get done in the playoffs. Got replaced by Jake Cutler. It's the same situation. No one cares. What was Jake Plummer's biggest win with the Broncos? No one knows. No one remembers. What was Kyle, what was Jimmy's biggest win with the Niners? I don't know. Some regular season game three years ago. Not good enough. I can tell you his biggest loss, though. That's why Jimmy Garoppolo is who he is. That's why I'd take a pay cut, and that's why he's going to be a free agent next year. But I wish him all the best. 13 points won't get it done in the Super Bowl. Come on, Kyle, says Lorenzo. He knows, I think. All right, that's the show. The thir- end of show. What if they win 13-10 in the Super Bowl? <laughs> they just might. That was a nice pass to B.A. up the middle. Do you remember it? No. No. Sorry, but I bet it was. Jimmy had, he had some moments. 10 bucks. 10 bucks. D- David, I'm trying to remember it for the 10 bucks. I, I, I wanted to say that Jimmy had nice moments in this game. Forcing the ball to Kittle in the end zone, always getting picked, wasn't one of them. Missing McCaffrey deep, wasn't one of them. But it's hard to say that missing McCaffrey in the end zone was his fault because Kyle might have said throw to Jennings. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I can ask. He, some of his best balls I can ask. were to Jennings, by the way. I, yeah. thought, I thought four or five of his best balls were to Jennings. I, I wonder when, how long it's going to be until people start bracketing Jennings on third down and be like, oh, God. we got to play this Jennings. guy inside and out. Hell, yeah. I saw a stat today that uh, – he has 13 first downs on third down. No one else has more than eight. I'll, I'll go as far as to say this. 
football might be Jennings' second best sport. They got a basketball court in the in the, in the locker room. This guy hits more jumpers than Jordan Poole. <laughs> Seriously, Jennings is ridiculous basketball player. Ridiculous. I, I'm convinced Flav is uh, Jimmy's burner account. No, Flav is, has called in. I know. I, I've seen Flav's face. He's a legit person. Maybe he's just a. I'd like to see his. I'd like Mike to see his room. Mike Conley of quarterbacks. Jimmy G is the Mike Conley quarterbacks. Won a lot. Never won anything. Yeah, Mike Conley's a good player. Okay, the show is over. Thanks for watching. We got Monday Night Football on now. Who's playing? Steelers, Colts. Flave is Jimmy G. Grant. Goodbye. Thanks for the, all the donations. You guys are great. I'll be back tomorrow with my pops. See you. Saturday night.